0: One day when I was a senior in high school and sitting around the kitchen table with my parents, I announced to them that after graduation from high school, I was going to take a year off from school, maybe travel around a bit to try to figure out what it was I was going to do with the rest of my life. After they stopped laughing, they said, no. It wasn't until later that I worked up enough nerve to ask my mom, okay, why? And she gave a laundry list of reasons, the top of which being, if you leave off your education, even temporarily, you break stride. You leave yourself open to be distracted. And the longer you put off going, the more difficult it'll be to be starting again, because other obligations have a way of seeping in, and soon you're just stuck in a different way of life. So the next year found me at the University of Akron and doing the only thing I could think of, I majored in music, which surprisingly, my parents were okay with. It was their theory that all you needed was a degree from college. They didn't care what the degree was in. So I told you this story a couple of times already, why I left that major. The short version of it is I realized that I enjoyed music more than I wanted to be good at it. So I left that and I switched to psychology, which to me sounded like fun. But the classes at the time, at least the introductory classes, were taught by television. And I thought, learning to deal with people by TV, that's not for me. Little did I know by the time that I was in my 50s, that would be the primary way that people dealt with each other on their phones and screens, right? So I switched to business. Now, I will grant you I could do this, because back then, tuition was $600, and you could make up your shortfall for tuition by counting quarters that you had in a jar. And for every musical organization to which I belonged, I got $100 off tuition, so I belonged to everything. I was in the marching band, I was in the orchestra, I was in the pep band. So I could afford to do this, I will admit that. So I'm in business and I'm dutifully reading my business textbook on a big cushion in Beer's library when it finally struck me. I hate this. Why am I doing this? So somehow I have no idea, I don't have a recollection how I made this transition, but I ended up in manual communications, interpreting for the deaf. And I knew that this was doomed one day when I was almost at the end of my education. I only needed one more class and I'd be done. We had, part of our assignment was to go to the deaf club and to intermingle with deaf people. And this lady came up to me and the music's really, really loud because they can't hear the music, but they can feel the beat. And so you're distracted by this. And this lady comes up to me and does this, which is H-I which is the symbol of, you can probably guess what H-I stands for. And I'm looking at it going, hi, hi, hi. Oh, hi. It was at that moment I knew I was in the wrong major. It was my mother who finally said, why don't you just major in theater? So I did, and I graduated, I worked for a year, came home and announced at that very same kitchen table to my parents, mom, dad, I'm going back to school, I'm going into the seminary to become a priest. And that's when they finally said, just pick something and stick with it. (laughs) So here I am. That's all of you thanks. You know and thank goodness I can tell you that I love being a Catholic priest. And my priest friends and I sometimes sit around and we look at each other and go, I can't believe more guys don't want to do this. And I could have got I could have gotten here. Could I have gotten here? Would I have gotten here? if I had taken that year off and maybe got involved in something else which came with its own obligations and then maybe led me down a different path. The thing was, the one thing that my parents and I eventually agreed upon was the goal was to get a college education, I was to find something that I could sustain doing for the rest of my life, and I had to support myself walking across the stage at E.J. Thomas Hall to get my high school diploma. Did I have any idea what exactly that would be? No, just this kind of vague idea. The wrong thing to do, however, would have been to have done nothing and tried to figure out what might just pop up. If you try to find something by not looking and not seeking or moving, the chances are dropped dramatically that you will find it. But if you move about looking, you just might find it. The Magi are a great example for us today. They saw a star rise in the West. You know, at one time it was thought that certain stars in combinations when they rose predicted things. This particular one predicted that there was going to be a great king who was born over there somewhere in the West. Where was it? Who was it? They didn't really know. They just knew it was over there. But if they wanted to find him, they couldn't just stay where they were. They had to move. So they set out to try to find him. They wanted to find him. So they did. They packed their bags and they brought along gifts fit for a king finding themselves now in a foreign land, Jerusalem, and still not sure who they were looking for or where they were looking for him. They put their thinking caps on and said, you know what, I bet a palace. Let's go to the palace. The go to the palace. Is the newborn king here? No. So they did more research, right? The Herod helped them out a little bit and they knew they had to keep going and they continued their journey until they became, they came to a manger of all places. Who would have thought to look there. If that had been the known destination before they set off, they probably would have gone, oh, we've got to have this messed up. Let's, let's try to figure something else out. But they made it. They started off with an aim and a goal and they weren't quite sure how they were going to fulfill it, but they set off with that, with that goal in mind. What if they just waited until they were sure of everything Jesus might have been 34 years old before they set off and they would have been a year too late. So I propose to you, what is your aim and your goal in life? Spiritually, where do you wish you would be? Imagine the Christian you hope that you will become. In what direction do you need to to set off? Not just what you want to do next. Who do you want to be in 5, 10, 15, 30? 40 years, if you could imagine what things you could accomplish, in what direction do you need to start off your journey today? And sometimes all you can face are today's obligations, but that will never change if you don't aim at something, if you don't have a goal, no matter how vague it is. It only has to be solid as knowing what direction to head off if that's all you've got. And it can be very, very flexible. Ready to change as you, as you discover more. The goal is a degree, not music, fine. Go to business, not business, fine. The goal is the newborn king, not Herod's house, fine. Bethlehem, maybe. The goal is holiness, not computer games, okay. Charity, maybe. Prayer, all right, what kind of prayer? Lectio Divina, no, rosary, ah, Maybe if you do not choose your aim and goal in life life will choose it for you and most likely it will not be kind one of the frustrations i have with young people debating marriage or a vocation or single life is i tell them you've got to figure out your goals and your aims and then head off in that direction or you will end up with what is left not with what you choose So choose the good, the true, the beautiful, aim high and holy, imagine big and bold and worthy, aim for a goal worthy of a son or daughter of God.